0: VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew.
1: Well, welcome to the week. Uh, Happy Monday. Hope it's a happy Monday for you. Hope it's a happy week for you. We are leading into the Thanksgiving season and the Christmas season. And then, my goodness, just like that, it will be um, the year 2022, which is, I find that just crazy, um, crazy tough to believe. Okay. Trying to get my my glasses situated here. Um, we've got oh um, excuse me. We've got uh, Kelly Reverb from This Pink Cloud who will be joining us a little later this morning. You know, um, this these last couple of years have been really trying to say the least. Um, you know, financially, job wise, spiritually, emotionally, physically, it's been really tough on people. Um, you know, I personally um, know family members who anxiety and depression is through the roof. And, um, I, you know, I've got other folks that I know that um, really have had had serious, serious struggles. Um, one of the things that has been on the rise during the pandemic has been um, the use of alcohol. There, that's one one area where they have not seen a deficit in sales and, um, and drug use as well, and especially drug use amongst teens. And we're going to be talking about the concert in Houston here, uh, momentarily. But, um, just wanted to preface today's show with letting you know that, uh, Kelly Reverb is going to be talking about sobriety in the holidays. I think especially when people have some time off work or they've got family coming in or friends, or, you know, maybe they can't be with family or friends because of issues with COVID. Um, there or they can't travel because of issues with the airlines i mean my goodness just toss you know or they can't afford the gas to travel so just throw any of these up in the up in the air any of these plates that are spinning could lead to um, alcohol abuse drug abuse and kelly reverb from this pink cloud will be talking about tips about where to go for help um you know that's not you know turning to more alcohol use turning to more drug use or turning to one of these for the first time is not the answer but then what what is the answer and how do you avoid going down the wrong path and and kelly definitely um has a vast amount of resources for you and we're very excited that he's going to be on today jp sends his best if everybody can um can uh please, please, please put Stan Payton, that's um, JP's dad, in your prayers. He is having some, um, before he's able to have a surgical procedure that he needs because of an infection, he's got to have, excuse me, um, use my asthma inhaler right before I went on the air. Not a good idea. Um, He, um, he's having neurological workup and also some, um, heart, um, and cardiological cardiology testing, I guess is the correct term for that testing done. So he is um, still in the hospital, but, but, uh, but doing well. Um, and then JP's is just uh, asking for the crew to get together and pray, um, pray for, um, jp for for stan payton Uh, that that's his dad stan the man the comedian as we like to call him um he's just a wonderful man and we're just stan we love you and we're wishing you for all of your tests to go well for the surgery to go well and all issues to be taken care of and you to be feeling um better than you have in years so we love you and if you'll again just continue to pray for him and i tell you what um my goodness um I don't even know where to start with this. I may ask Kelly um, his opinion on this. I, I've got an opinion, and again, it, this is <clears throat> my opinion. This is nothing, um, I, you know, there's, some of this has been bounced out there in the news, but the tragedy in Houston, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, excuse me, the tragedy in Houston at the concert, the Travis Scott concert, or the Astral World Festival, if you will, um, my goodness, eight dead. <clears throat> and the ages, um, the victims were 14, 16, two of them were 21, two of them were 23, and one was 27. Um, and then I, there's another uh, victim that they're not sure of the age. Um, at least 25 people were transported to the hospital of those 13 as of Saturday afternoon still remained um, hospitalized, five of them under the age of 18. Um, and for those of you who have not heard about this, let me just I'll, – I'll give you um, a couple of headlines from um, CNN from over the weekend. Members of a densely packed crowd – surged towards a stage and were crushed against each other at a Houston music festival Friday night. At least eight people were killed and scores of them were injured in the chaos, witnesses and officials say. Um, there are a lot of unanswered questions, and this is Sylvester Turner, the Houston mayor, um, saying this, being quoted. Over the next several days, several weeks, could be even longer, we'll take an in-depth look at everything that took place, why it took place, what steps we can do moving forward to mitigate an incident of this kind from taking place. About 50,000 people <clears throat> were at the sold-out Astro World Festival at NRG Park, the stadium complex where the Astrodome and the NRG Stadium stand when the incident began just after 9 p.m. Central Time. Videos from the event showed the performer, on an outdoor stage, rapper and event organizer Travis Scott pause and look in confusion as an ambulance with flashing lights moved into the densely packed crowd. Once Scott started, all AGLL broke loose. Concert goer Alex Gavin Guavin, 23, told CNN, "All of what is to be 50,000 people ran to the front." And meaning the stage, compressing, compressing everyone together with little air available. Uh, he, he went on to say that there were mosh pits in every single direction. And that's a direct quote from this concert goer. The, comp, the company responsible for organizing the event, Live Nation, issued a statement saying they were heartbroken for those lost and impacted. We will continue to work we will continue working to provide as much information and assistance as possible to the local authorities as they investigate the situation. And this is a statement again from Live Nation. I realized that people were dying. People were described being increasingly squeezed in the minutes before Scott's performance began and then feeling crushed and seeing others pass out and scream in terror once the show started. The crowd was squishing me so much that I felt like I couldn't breathe, Emily Mangua, 22, told CNN. I started screaming for help. I felt so scared like I was going to die. The amount of people I saw get hurt, passed out, bleeding, crying is crazy, she went on to say. Then Scott came on stage. Everything started to happen, an audience member, Anita Amper, said. People just went berserk. I realized that that people were dying, Amper 22 told CNN. The crowd, for whatever reason, began to push and surge towards the front of the stage, which caused people in the front to be compressed, Houston Fire Chief Sam Pena told CNN on Saturday morning. People began to fall out, become unconscious, he said at a news conference. Another woman in the crowd, Madeline Eskins, ultimately passed out and was apparently crowd surfed to safety she wrote in an Instagram post as a timer on a screen counted down 30 minutes to Scott's performance people compressed up against each other and were pushing forward and backward and it got progressively worse Eskins told CNN on Saturday I was having constant pressure in my chest constant pressure on my back from the side I was being squeezed right when he started performing his first song I looked at my boyfriend and said we have to get out of here he said i can't we can't and i just remember looking up and passing out and then going in and out of consciousness she said she remembers being pulled over a fence and ultimately waking up in a waking up for good in a chair she said the deadly surge came hours after at least one person was injured when people rushed through the vip entrance to the event in the afternoon and it came 2 years after 3 people were trampled and injured in the same festival um, many being rushed to enter in 2019. Friday's horror brought an early end to what was supposed to be a two-day event as Saturday's portion was canceled. Astroworld was in its third um, iteration, having been launched by native Houstonian Scott in the 2018 park, which used to be the site of Six Flags Astroworld. Astroworld. Um, more than 300 people were treated at a field hospital, and then, uh, like I said, a number of folks were rushed to the hospital. Um, one of the patients hospitalized is 10 years old, and at last check was still in critical condition. Um, and, and it goes on to talk more specifically about some of the injuries. This is a – to say this is a horrific tragedy is, is my goodness, just, just about the understatement um, of the year – This is my opinion. Um, I've heard a little bit of rumblings and some of the stories I've read over the weekend and a couple of news stories I listened to um, talked about drugs. Of course, you know that there are people saying that they were pricked um, with what turns out to most likely be needles, including one um, EMT um, who ended up having a a drug in his system. Um, They are saying that Drugs, and in my humble opinion, and again, I was not there. Um, I'm a big old concert goer, and I'm real big on concert safety. I used to be the one back in the day down in the mosh pit. Um, that doesn't happen any longer, but um, uh, concerts while you've got to you've got to know your audience and and I in my opinion and and I would love to hear what anybody else thinks about this, um, I I really think they should have known their audience. First of all, there there has been a history of people at Travis Scott concerts rushing the stage, um, you know, every, you know everybody sm- smashing into each other. And at some point, that just gets to be too much for your body. There's one thing when there's a mosh pit, but you can still move around and you've got at least that little bubble right around you or maybe you're shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder is different than back to chest and chest to back and side to side and everybody crushing in on each other. This is, and I again, I wasn't there, but this is the kind of concert and music where you end up having a lot of rave drugs used. And I've heard some reports on this, but again, this is just my my thoughts on what maybe went wrong and how to avoid this tragedy in the future. Rave drugs are the kind where you, like Molly and stuff like that, where you hallucinate and um, you're just kind of in this state of euphoria. So that kind of takes you out of a state of reality of what's really going on around you. So you're not necessarily going to be making the best decisions. I'm sure there was lots of alcohol out there, but knowing this in advance, knowing that you've got a young crowd, a crowd that's been basically cooped up, you know, for almost two years because of a pandemic. Everybody's out here and, you know, excited and wanting to hear this this artist. And then, like I said, then the possible use of drugs that give you a false sense of security or um, a, a false sense of bravery where you do something without thinking that normally you wouldn't have done in a normal situation. I think this is where they should have had fewer people. And I know that means not as many ticket sales. It is what it is. Safety comes first at a situation like this because now this is one of those things where I would imagine all outdoor, <clears throat> outdoor concerts are going to be looked at as far as what is maximum capacity. You know, my daughter and I just went to um, uh, the Jonas Brothers the other night, and we were out on the lawn at what well, used to be Starplexes at Dos Equis now. Yeah, I think it's Dosecchi's out at Fair Park. And it was crazy crowded, but it was more like shoulder to shoulder. You still had enough space to put down like, you know, a small blanket or like a little lawn chair. Um, you've but you've got to know your audience. If this is a young audience that's not necessarily going to be thinking, if this is a young audience with music that attracts people who do rave type style drugs, that like I said, give them this false sense of security and euphoria, then should we be really monitoring and limiting? how many people are at a concert like this again knowing that you've got a more immature for lack of a better term audience and that's not a not a slam on anybody at the concert just look at the age of the people who were di- who were killed they were babies you know 27 years old in in you know my almost 55 year old mind that's a baby that's just somebody starting off life you know you've got uh, the majority of the people in the hospital were under the age of eighteen. This is this is a, a horrific a horrific tragedy. So I um, and let's see uh, the film footage. Uh, Coach Quigley said the film footage of young kids rushing the gates, um, passing security, um, fighting to get in for free. It was disturbing, and um, and for the show to go on. Yeah, that's that's another disturbing part of this, and I, I want to report on that later when we have more on that. Did the artist? if i would have seen ambulance i don't know i think i would have stopped and said hey what's going on or hey everybody be still or i don't and and again you, you can't judge when you're not in that person's place but it seems like his bodyguards his his um the people in charge of his security would have said stop the show um it seems it, to me it seems like there probably should have been more security um better barriers so it was obvious you couldn't get in and i'm sorry if you've got a higher You know, 50,000, you know, uh, bodyguards or security folks, uh, you know, guys to just be in the bright yellow, you know, shirts and line up and tell these kids get back or else you're getting kicked out of the concert. Um, You have to do whatever you have to do to keep these kids safe. And what um, Ann said, she heard on an interview this morning that a young lady said. That the drug stuff was baloney. The band refused to help. Interesting. I, now, I I've obviously I was on the road this morning. I didn't see that. So this is this is interesting. Um, wow. The co- the coach said the show continued for forty minutes, um, I, and, and Dr. Good said, and, and who's worked with kids her whole life, just like Coach Quigley has, said it doesn't sound like they took enough precautions based on what happened. Um, last time and i i agree uh so um just again just such a tragedy i i feel like this could have been avoided you you have to at concerts you have to know your audience you know if it's going to be a and I'm not making fun of these artists because these are artists that I've seen and I love, but if it's a Neil Diamond concert or a Barry Manilow concert, yeah, pack the lawns because none of us are rushing the stage. We've all got bad knees, bad hips. We're not going to be doing a mosh pit. But at a rapper's concert like this that, again, has a history of having people not, not following the rules, ignoring and trying to get into places for free, trying to get into VIP places when they don't have a VIP pass... All of that makes a difference. So if you know your audience, you've got to take care of them and you've got to know that in advance. I just feel like this could have been avoided. I, from what I've heard on one of the reports this morning, there were already um, uh, um, lawsuits being filed. Um, just again, we just ask for prayers for the families who have lost these these babies, these 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 children and these, these very young adults, and we pray for the health and well-being of the people who are still in the hospital, and pray that the mayor of Houston and Live Nation and uh, Travis Scott, everybody everybody involved in this whole thing looks at things like this differently. Again, you're coming out of a pandemic. Well, kind of, kind of not. You've got all kinds of crazy scenarios going on in the world, and then you've got this tragedy that I just to me it seems like the writing should have been on the wall um and like I said that's not news that I'm reporting that is just my humble opinion take that for what what you will um and so, and we are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos, but I'm going to wait until my brother, uh, my, until my brother's on the show. So, anyways, just um, please pray uh, for these um, these individuals who were involved, and pray that they get to the bottom of this, because there will continue to be concerts like this, this that attract the younger crowd, that attract folks who are going to be passing out drugs like their candy, unfortunately. So. We've got to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, and I'm going to get my brother's opinion on this. Do we have Kelly Reverb joining us now? Excellent, excellent. All right. Hello, Kelly Reverb. How are you?
0: Hey, what's up?
1: What is up with you? Do we not get? Um, do we just get your name today? We don't get. We don't get um, video. We just get audio. Oh, uh, you can
0: oh no, you can get video. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. I was That's say, fine. Just says, um no, Kay. no, no. Hold on just a second. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta start my video. Sorry. Are was, you like actually on on the air? <laughs> we are
1: on the air live. There we, you go. There's it. your smiling face. Good morning to you, Kelly Reverb of this pink cloud.
0: I had to uh I had to take Samson out.
1: So No, oh, there you go. Samson is his his dog who is just cute as all get out and um yeah, just we love Samson. Give him a big old hug and a kiss for from um, from his aunt Kathy. Uh, okay, Kelly Reverb obviously is Kelly Reverb of Kelly and Kathy Partridge siblings in real life. So, um, and we're and we're always having a good time, you know. Um, uh, kelly uh we we were he and i were talking about um saturday night we we're chit-chatting about kiss you know we're talking because the concert this travis scott and i want to get your opinion on what happened there but um you know we were talking about this concert and some people are saying oh there were de- demonic overtones and you heard all you're hearing everything kind of being being thrown out there and we were saying how my how um, our mom um who it, very strict, very Catholic, very Christian mom, raised us, we, I mean, it was, I always thought, you know, if I, I misbehaved, I was going to be, you know, at, a, at an all-girl Catholic school, you know, being taught by nuns, Um. so, but she, you know, we even got to listen to KISS back in the day, and that's still, to this day, one of our favorite bands, and you're welcome, Kelly, that I introduced you to the band KISS.
0: Oh, Please. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay that's another discussion yeah. for another day um oh yeah but, that's
0: but, a full-on that is a full-on i will filibuster <laughs> yeah. on that one kathy that literally that could be not, a
1: telethon
0: <laughs> that did not happen
1: well all right so i am so proud of my brother how, how long sober now
0: oh i don't know like uh i, I would well say well over a year. a year a year and like Four months or something that's, like that. that's
1: just great. That's just fantastic. Well,
0: um, and, and actually yeah. the, This Pink Cloud has been on now for a year.
1: Wow. Have we hit the one year anniversary for This Pink Cloud? Yeah.
0: I love
1: we it. I love it. Well, um, yeah. yeah, This Pink Cloud comes on um, the JPK Broadcasting Network every Friday. Phenomenal show. First of all, very enjoyable. Kelly and the guys and, and the folks who he has on as his co-host and his guest. Um always entertaining, and, and you know, what I really like about the show, Kelly, is y- y'all talk about, you know, your sobriety and your past decisions w- when it comes to alcohol or drugs or whatever the DOC, Drug of Choice, I've learned that on your show, was, and y'all are non-judgmental. I think so many times when you hear people talking about drugs and alcohol, it's kind of with that finger wagging, you know, kind of the...
0: Well, there's definitely that, a you know, stigma attached.
1: Yeah and and I, and I love it on your show there you know it's a judgment free zone it's like hey you know what this works for us this works for this guy this works for this gal this could work for you before we get into the discussion which is a very important discussion which is thanksgiving's coming up christmas is coming up drug use alcohol use is at an all-time high kind of how do we help i want to get your thoughts i was i was just talking earlier before you came on about the um travis scott concert where we we've tragically lost eight very young people um and i think it's one of those things where you got to know your audience and you got to know and there was a past history you've got to know that these are going to be kids who are rushing the stage. Um, That kind of music usually attracts like the um, rave kind of drugs like Molly and some of these drugs that promote euphoria and give you a false sense of security. Do you have any thoughts on being somebody you're, you know, you're a professional DJ, you're in that world, you've done big outdoor venue concerts like this all over the country. What are your thoughts on how do you keep kids safe at a venue like this?
0: Well, I mean, that's a really tough thing to navigate, to be honest. Um, I mean and 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 the crazy thing, Kath, um, I don't know if you know what fentanyl is, but fentanyl is but actually, Yeah, it's a matter
1: of fact, talk about that. I've I, I've I've heard you guys talk about it, but but I want you to right. take it away well, and talk about I mean, about okay, this.
0: so so basically, um, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the whole OxyContin thing. Yes. Right and how Purdue, you know, they finally came down on the on the family and all that stuff that was behind Purdue. I
1: don't know if you it, know, it know no, that. No, no, I, I I don't know about that. Enlighten us a little bit, because I don't I don't even know what you're talking well, about. I, I would
0: have to I'd have to look it up. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the family's last name because I'd love to put them on blast. Okay, but um, but yeah, th- so they were basically it was big farm. And they were saying OxyCotton was not (laughs) addicting. So, yeah. yeah. And and they were just, and they were selling it. They had little, uh, little, uh, songs made up about it, all kinds of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's highly addictive. So basically, what happened, OxyCotton got really hard to find. Um, and then, uh, the, the cheaper, more addictive substance that the, uh, the powers that be out there found with fentanyl.
1: Okay. So, and, and so that's, um, they, and fentanyl's. Yeah, so, we've got issues with that. I know that's something we've been following, like with Congressman Taylor and with um, uh, Senator Paxton about how right now, especially with the borders being um, more open than they were uh, this time a year ago, fentanyl, it's just a big old, it's out there, it's cheap, 10-year-olds mm-hmm. can get a hold of it.
0: Yeah, 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 and it's 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 really scary because I mean, it really is a powerful substance um as far as like overdosing and regulating it and and what you what sh- the the recommended dose? Um, you know, I mean, the thing is 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 people are just uh, getting it and overdosing. Mm. So, you know, that's happening and it's it's pretty commonplace, actually. So.
1: Well, and that's that's heartbreaking. And, and those are two of the drugs that I've heard mentioned or read in different news stories from the concert this weekend that were just out there uh, and, you know, in abundance, I guess, uh, for a lack of a better term. So. In a situation where you have a concert like this, you know you're going to have young kids who aren't following the rules, who might be on drugs, might be on drugs for the first time, might have been, you know, taking drugs and they didn't realize it because, you know, Somebody can drop that kind of stuff in your soda, you know, soda can. Um, God, soda can. Good night. I sound like I'm 102. Yeah, yeah.
0: how old are you?
1: Golly, <laughs> wow. Kathy, let's age yourself a little bit on the air. Um, and
0: those kids yeah, out there taking On taking my lawn.
1: Yeah, taking no, the pot. Oh, the
0: kids out there taking pot.
1: Yeah, taking pot. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. so, I mean, could this have been avoided? Is this one of those things that in the future do you see venues like this? I mean, the thing they, is, like, is, you like know. So People, okay, them?
0: kids want kids want kids are going to be kids. Right. Kids want to do that, and and the thing is, is I mean, really, other than banning the substance altogether, yeah. um, I mean, it's it, you know, it's definitely epidemic proportions right now. Right, um, and, and I mean, you know, these kids think that they can just go out and and have. You know, just have a good time, like you know, maybe like we did, Kathy, um you know, at some point, yeah, and, but we did, and, you know my... uh, they just don't realize they just don't realize the danger that's out there, and the the um you know that there's actually you know a mortality rate involved when right. you're taking. You know, street drugs.
1: Now, now but, for, but I've got to set the record straight. I, there were no street drugs in, in in back back in the day for me. But you know what? It was it was strawberry pink and tickle wait, tickle pink and strawberry hill. You well, know, and I drank but, but it with a you, straw. Look, you know, I, and I'm not <laughs>
0: say, I'm not saying that you partook, but back in your day, it was when MDMA was legal.
1: It was that, that that's ecstasy, right? Correct. Yep, and and that's one yeah. of the drugs. And they would
0: they would just pass that
1: out on trade at, at, start at the club. start club. Well, and so yeah. and so let's then that that's like I'm talking about these kinds of drugs where it gives you that sense of euphoria or that false sense of security. And when you're a kid, I'm sorry, you you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You haven't lived life yet. You don't. You think you're invincible. You think you're going to live forever. So my question to you, as somebody who's an event planner, and then we're going to start talking about sobriety and the holidays, is somebody who's Headlined events, you know, has planned events. Do you think in the future you see the number of people just even allowed a, a general admission ticket or a ticket period to these kind of concerts? Do you see that number going down? Because you are right, you can't you can't control who brings. And is not Molly and MDMA? Isn't that one of those kind of drugs?
0: Um. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Supposedly, uh, what I've heard is Molly is just the, the more of a pure form of ecstasy, but who okay. knows? okay uh, you know I have i have, I do not know personally,
1: yeah, but, well, uh, and again, you know. this is one of those things. A lot of the drugs that kids take at a concert like this are the drugs that give you a false sense of s- security and give you that euphoric feeling that I can do anything and I can rush. Well the yeah, stage. yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean, but the thing is, Kath, when you're getting when you when you're getting drugs, they're not, you know, FDA regulated. Uh, true. Um, yeah. Yep. So you have no idea what you're getting, Kath. Yeah. I mean these That's are people, true. That's so these true. are people these are people pressing up stuff uh, you know, in their basement Jeez. and, you know, I mean, shoot, it could be in Iowa. For all I know, right. I mean, I have no idea where it right. comes from, and um, you have no idea but, what's I mean, in it or what people, you're these ingesting. These are people that are just making, manufacturing their own pills, and uh, you know, hoping yeah. for the best, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and, and sometimes and that then doesn't then work out. The, so and well. then it's
0: like it's like you said, you know, um, the younger people have a tendency to think that they're invincible, and uh, you know, they're not.
1: Yeah, so. and it and it's just <clears throat> again such a tragedy. There's not, I, we don't know if there's a right or wrong well, answer. You're dealing think, with I a I mean, that
0: was not necessarily all <sighs> drug related. I mean, I also think it was a crowd control issue. I,
1: exactly. And so that, then my so, question is. I mean, do you and, limit and if the you number look of people history,
0: If you look back in history, that's happened before. Yep.
1: Um,
0: you know, like there was there was actually like a Who concert back in the 70s where people got trampled. Yep. Um, because, you know, it was just uh, general admission and. Everybody yeah. was rushing in, and I Everybody think it was in kind of front. situation. So you know, they may, maybe. I mean, you know, obviously I can armchair it, um, right. but I would say, you know, maybe within the facility itself, um, you know, have some kind of, uh, I don't know, divider or something. I mean, I, I, how can you control? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, okay, look, okay. I, Uh, 13 14 year old kelly at the texas jam right yep i mean you know people are gonna want to be up front and you know it gets a little (laughs) dicey so um you know and especially if you're on uh (laughs) fentanyl
1: yeah yeah, I mean it's it's you're just again you're not thinking and you're right we we are literally just armchair quarterbacking this today. I I just got a report that there have been three lawsuits filed. I think we're going to hear a lot more about this, but I think this gets us into the topic of drugs and alcohol. Are, especially drugs right now, um, are readily available. You know, the one industry that has not seen any kind of a hurt in business during the pandemic is alcohol sales. You know, there are a couple of places I'll go um, whenever whenever we get something. And, you, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm always chatting with the manager wherever I go. And, uh, you know, I'm always asking, well, how's, how's business? And they're like, we can't keep it in stock. It's, it's a right. matter of it's out on the shelves and it's gone. People, you know, since they're not, a lot of people aren't driving into work, you've got day drinking, you've got people drinking into the night because they don't have to worry about getting up the next morning until right when work starts. So you've got a situation where alcohol and drug use is up in kids also in adults. There are a lot of adults who are drinking on a daily basis who maybe were in every so often a beer or, or beer or glass of wine on the weekend kind of a person. You've got Thanksgiving holidays coming up. You've got Christmas holidays coming up. You've got New Year's. How do you navigate that if you want to stay sober or if you need help and you know you need help before these, ho- the holiday season?
0: Well, um, I mean, that's, that's a lot to address in one question, <laughs> Kathy. And go. <laughs> uh okay, so people drink, so how do you stay sober? Yeah. <laughs> Can you be more vague?
1: I know. That's why I'm leaving it up to you to answer
0: it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so the thing is is people uh usually uh, you know, abuse alcohol or use alcohol to avoid, you know, social settings like you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff. They do that because they're not comfortable in their own skin, um, and you know it, it takes you a while to admit that. And to be honest, I mean, with me personally speaking, I didn't think I had a problem. You know, right? Um, and that is in it. Well, in the Big Book in Twelve Step Recovery, they always you know that's the uh, the first step is right. admitting that you're powerless over you know your substance or your doc or whatever um which you know that's really probably you know a really hard step for somebody to admit um you know i you know i i, I mean personally i was thinking oh i'm just a little bit out of control right but then you know with the window of clarity i was like no oh, i was really out of control right So, I mean, that's really fundamentally, you know, people drink because of past trauma or because they're not comfortable in their own skin or they want to feel comfortable in their own skin. And that's why people use um, drugs and alcohol, period. I mean, I can't think of another reason, you know, other than they like the effect. And, Um, and you know, it's um,
1: interesting, Kelly, you you mentioned that they don't – and you've mentioned this on the show, and this has been a real eye-opener to me because I think – I, that feeling comfortable in your own skin, I don't think a lot of people when they're drinking or using drugs. I don't think you—that's what you think that. That you—you you may yeah. be feeling it somewhere, but it's like you have to dig deeper than the surface of oh, hey, oh, that's so and so. He always has a good time. Oh, he's oh yeah, dude. He's always a bartender. Or he's always you know doing shots. Or she's always yeah, she's alive for the party. She always at least has one bottle of wine. Because society has made it to where, oh, no, that's the fun person at the party.
0: Well, that might be the person who's struggling the most. There's that whole mommy wine culture thing. Yep. And, you know.
1: Yep.
0: I mean, so they've, you know, I mean, they've, and I don't don't want to sound like I'm a party pooper and I'm like some teetotaler or anything like that. I'm like, hey, man, if you can, if you can drink and successfully navigate it. Then you know, have one for me. Yeah. Please. Then, then knock you yourself know?
1: out. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's where on your show, your guests are always like, "Hey, you might think you're the person who can have a few drinks and drink, you know, social drinking. I guess is what you call it." But y'all mm-hmm. are like, you know, that when you're drinking at home alone, or when you're going to, you know, making the rounds and making sure you don't go to the same liquor store too often. You know, or you're hiding it from a spouse or a significant well, if other. You if you those don't are all look, red if flags. You don't,
0: if you don't think you have a problem, <laughs> then just quit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or just quit for a little period. Just, yeah. You know, just test yourself. Yep. You yeah. You know, I mean, just see, okay, see, hey, okay, well, there might be a problem, you know, and then if there is, you know, start taking steps to, 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 to deal with that issue, you know, I mean, if it is an issue and if it is something that you cannot control.
1: Right. And and I think that's it, what, again, another thing I love about your show, and it's on every Friday from 10 to 11, and then you can go to This Pink Cloud on YouTube, Facebook, any social media site. Yeah, thispinkcloud.com
0: will take you to the YouTube too. Perfect.
1: And, and that way you can go and see back it, back um, shows. This is something, and, you know, a number, I've had some friends reach out. And then I've put put them in touch with um, some of my friends in touch with you because, you know, they're like, hey, I've got a family member or, or, you know, I know somebody who is struggling. I think they want help. Again, this pink cloud is a very non-judgmental, safe place. And another thing, and let's talk about, first of all, where would somebody go for help if they think, hey, the holidays are coming up well, and I'm having trouble, where the would they per- go? I
0: mean, it it depends on the person. okay. Um, and it depends on the situation because everybody's different. And, you know, like what we celebrate on the show is we always say multiple pathways to recovery. So what might be a good fit for me is not a good fit for Brett. Right. <laughs> I always <laughs> like to put Brett on black. Yeah, Brett's like, oh, oh he's shaking <laughs> like, his I head. I like to make Brett feel uncomfortable. Yeah, Brett. Brett's Brett, Brett. like, he's like, always, like the
1: nicest kid. You know, has no, problem. no, he has I no know, problems. No, has no problems at all. He's a good. He's got. No, he's got a full time job and going to school full time. You know. I mean, right. Right. I <laughs> know.
0: I know. I always just like to. But um, but no, seriously. I mean, what what might be right for me is you know not the same path for everybody. So the thing is, is like I said, you know, I mean, if people are, if multiple people are telling you, you have a problem or people close to you are telling you, you have a problem, chances are you might want to do some investigation and look into that and, and just be honest with yourself. I mean, are you, you know, is your life manageable? Are you navigating life successfully? Yeah. you know, and it's just a lot of questions. It's a lot of introspection that you have to realize. And like I said, you know, I mean, it took me the full 30 days of rehab to to realize that, oh, you know, maybe normal people don't do this. You know, I mean, I I was just like, oh, I'm the DJ. I'm supposed to party. You know, it's part of the gig. Right, right. But But then, you know. I'm also the guy that starts to you know, black out uh, in public places when uh, you know, um, I'm supposed to be working. So, yeah,
1: which is know, not a good it, thing. You know, I'm
0: just like, oh, wow, that is a problem. But, yeah. I mean, as to the question, I mean, some just 101 basics. I mean, if you think there might be a problem, uh, you know, there's always a 12-step meeting. There's a, There's literally a 12-step meeting for everything um, that you could think would be an addiction or wouldn't be an addiction. There is, you know, I mean, 12 steps, they've basically kind of taken that and adopted it to things that aren't even to do with uh, drugs and alcohol.
1: Right. I mean,
0: there's, you know, like overeaters anonymous, you know?
1: Right. Yep. Well, you know, it's, it's it's that using, it's a coping mechanism. That's not a healthy coping mechanism.
0: And, right. And that's yeah. what, that's really what addiction is. Okay. Basically, I mean, to yeah. me, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, people overeat because yep. they're uncomfortable or that's what, you know, that's what makes them feel comfortable, Yeah. you know? Yep.
1: That's true. I mean,
0: and, and, and it's, you know, with alcohol and it's because, you know, you don't feel comfortable in your skin or you're not used to feeling comfortable in your skin. I mean my situation was I I didn't feel comfortable and I mean I knew that alcohol would make me feel comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well but then
0: it would also make me feel like shit the next day. I was gonna and say then, then, I would then have yeah, to drink more and it's a, then it's it just a cycle. Slow, it just slow played you.
1: Well and you that's know? that's it's, another thing from your show that I've picked up on is um if and it, this is true of um the folks on your show who have who have abused either alcohol or drugs, they talk about how it is a vicious, horrible cycle because you're right. The next day you wake up, you don't feel good. Well, guess what? You still have to work or you still have to function and do whatever it is you've got to do, you know, when you're adulting, drink your way out of it. And that's what you would say that you'd be like, I'll just, I'll just take a little sip. You know, a little hair, yeah, yeah. hair of the dog, the bit you, kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. then, and then, so then you don't your body never has a chance to recover and then that the poison and the toxins don't even have that 24-hour period to leave your body kind of a thing and another thing on your show and um because we've got we've got about 6 or 7 minutes left um i want you to talk about all and and push people to your show however you have to do it I had no idea that there's like this whole sober community out there. And I think it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, you know, sober yoga, sober goat yoga, you know, rock climbing, all these mm-hmm. things. So talk about this whole sober community that, all right. that y'all can. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: And I mean, this is also can tie into the last question, you know, like, I mean, I, I was talking about, you know, 12 step meetings, but other than that, there's a whole set of, I mean, of, of things that you can, just, if you're like, I always like to use the term sober curious.
1: Yes. yes. Um, you know,
0: that you can just dip your big toe into and it's not like some kind of crazy secret handshake or, you know, different step work. I mean, um, this Friday, uh, I have a guy, Steven Vega from the Phoenix. Okay. Um, coming on. And the Phoenix is a nonprofit. And all they do is sober events and all they require for you to go to one of these sober events is, um, is just 48 hours of sobriety Um, because they do, they do like rock climbing. Like you said, they do yoga. Um, They do all kinds of uh, you know, sober activities and um, it's free kayaking, all kinds of stuff. If you just go, uh, I would have to look up the website, but they'll be on this Friday. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And they've got an app now, so they're all tech-savvy, and it's going to be user-friendly and where you're going to find events and where they're at and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Well, love it. I, I tell you what, I I can't encourage people. And, and hey, if, if you're having – I'm just looking in the camera just saying, if you're having trouble – if you have a loved one who's having trouble, if you suspect your kids or your spouse or your best friend, let them just just say, "Hey, a great, you know, great show on, you know, man, alcohol, you know, alcohol and drug abuse is on the rise. If you want to watch, you know, some folks who are." non-judgmental, you know, entertaining. I mean, you guys are always, the show's always entertaining. Um, I mean, I just, bravo, Kelly. Can't can't even tell you how proud I am of you. It's just, you do a great Thank job you. with this group. You're welcome. Um, just like Kelly says, hey, just get them to the show. Get them to watch the show. You can reach out. You can message Kelly. This is completely confidential. If you reach out to me or if you reach out to JP, we will get you to Kelly. We can get you his cell phone number. Completely confidential. Again, judgment free zone. I think. You I mean, know, I was going to say, I've had help.
0: people reach out. I've had people reach out to me uh, regarding, you know, like parental figures and and stuff like that. Um, and you've reached out to me regarding, yeah. you know, people, you know, maybe that are, you know, like seventies, eighties, yeah. and they're, you know, they're, and I'm like, the the thing. The the really important thing, Kat, um and the tough thing, and sometimes heartbreaking thing, is that you can't make somebody want to be sober.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, so, you, you can want it all you want. What is that saying? You know, you can lead you a can horse into water for that person, yeah.
0: but you know, I mean, but uh, you know, maybe a good tool um, to to help that person is you know maybe a, like a simple exercise like if you can get them to do a pros and cons list okay you know okay something uh, like that might help or just sit down and talk to them or or i mean there's always the um you know the intervention that we right. see on tv
1: right so. yes and, and i think you the people know but you know best for the person your loved one who's in trouble Um, Yeah. I mean, and like I said,
0: everybody's different and everybody, you know, responds to different things. And that's um, so so true. I'm just glad I, I'm, I'm just glad I finally responded is what it is.
1: Well, and, and you just, you know, it's so funny because I, you know, you know, we, we joke around, but I'm really not joking. You know, we we'll at family events and stuff. And, um, you know, I was talking to Jamie, our, you know, our brother-in-law the other day. And he and he said, oh, he said, you know, how's Kelly doing? And I was like, great. It go, turns out he's the overachiever in the family. Uh, I'm the slacker, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, and, and I mean that in all sincerity. I think it's great that you're doing so much. You've got so many great things going on. It's kind of like you got your life back. What did, you said something I thought was so important about, like you tried the first however many years drinking. What did you say? What is that saying you have?
0: Well, no, it's funny you said that because I have those distinct cloud shirts that say, um, I went to rehab and all I got was my life back.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. But I mean, that was just a play (laughs) on it. Like I I went, you know, I went to Florida and all I got was this dumb shirt. Yeah. So that was my, my nod to that. Yes. But, um, but so what were you, what was the question? You were saying, you
1: were saying about how, like you said something, about how you're like, you know, I gave drinking X amount of years or something oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. kind of came no, to I mean, a realization. I gave, I, I
0: gave drinking like, you know, 20, 25 plus years yeah. of my life. And I just, I just never, I never tried to be sober. There yeah. was no need. Yeah. There was no need. And I didn't realize until I had that little window of clarity um, that I, I didn't realize I was basically, you know, not, not even really slowly, but gradually, um, poisoning myself and killing myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. cause I, you know, I talk about it all the time, how I was, you know, full on diabetic. Um, and now you're, you're yeah, on, I, yeah. do- I was doing that to myself. I was 30 pounds heavier, you know, I mean.
1: Yeah, it's It's, just it's it's crazy. It's amazing.
0: And I, like I said, I mean, alcohol is is the ultimate slow play. Right. Like nobody signs up. Like, hey, man, I'm going to be an alcoholic. Right. But then all of a sudden, you're going like, shit, man. What's going on? I'm an alcoholic.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, you even talked about you know, and again, I just encourage people to go watch the show because you tell your story, other other people tell their story, and and then you have people who have, um, you know, who have. uh, what it relapsed but then they've come back and and you you catch yourself quicker the next time around so you don't go down that path of, you know losing your family losing your job losing your home kind of a thing so i just encourage people to go and catch this pink cloud every friday go to this is that right
0: yeah this dot and it'll take you to um the uh, well, uh the youtube sorry yeah.
1: the the, the youtube Uh, you know well kelly i love you i'm proud of you um uh, keep up the good work. And again, if anybody wants to reach out, I cannot tell you what a judgment free zone this is you'd be stepping into with this pink cloud and with Kelly and the all, tons of resources. I mean, we're talking professional athletes. You know, Brian Cuban's been on your show. Mark Cuban's well, brother. He's thanks got books. To you, we have
0: uh, Miss Texas coming on as oh, well.
1: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be
0: talking, uh, and this will be a good one uh, for the holidays because right. it's going to be all about suicide awareness yeah. and prevention.
1: Absolutely. And and again, so yeah. important because I think a lot of times when you when you're in that mindset of drinking or or drug use and you're already depressed, well, okay, those are de- you know, you've got depressants on top of a depressant and then that can lead to somebody killing themselves where maybe Well Kathy, I mean when I was mind, addicted.
0: When I was addicted, I mean, it was it's it's a hopeless state of being. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it, and it doesn't have to be. And there's tons of resources. And you, every week, put out tons of resources to everybody. So thanks, Kel. Love you. Tell Waverly hi and give it. Samson a big old kiss. I'll okay. see you soon. Okay, love you guys. Take right. care. All right. This Pink Cloud, Kelly Reverb, Um, you know, especially, you know, just kind of backing this discussion on top of what happened in Houston, and, and Kelly's right, you know, um, OxyContin, fentanyl, um, drugs literally, with the border being open like it is now, fentanyl in particular is, I think it's, it, at this point, it's more expensive to, to gas your car up than it is to get fentanyl. And sometimes because, like Kelly said, you don't know what you're mixing with what, and all of a sudden, boom, you've got a situation where somebody is, you know, at death's door or possibly dies from one, one drug use. It's just, it's heartbreaking. So there's a lot going on, but if you need help or somebody, you know, needs help, Thispinkcloud.com, and you'll have all these resources at your fingertips. Um, we are very, very excited. On Thursday, this um, is Veterans Day, is coming up this Thursday. We're going to do our second annual telethon. Um, JP will be chiming in from time to time um, from the campus that he'll be at out of town. We've got Chuck Wright and Andrew White from Kilroy's Conversation will be with us. We're lining up. Um, some amazing veterans who will be speaking or doing an interview with us, and we're going to be raising money for a homeless veterans um, organization or a veteran that veterans organization that helps homeless people, homeless veterans. Um, so, all of the money that you donate five, ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred, five hundred, whatever you want to donate is going to go to a good cause because there are veterans out there that God bless them, they have served our country. Um, They have some of them, you know, uh, have paid extreme prices um, for fighting for our freedom. So on Veterans Day, if not any other day of the year, if we don't give back on that day, then shame on us. So we're, we're definitely going to try to do our part here at J.P. Kathy and the crew and just um, are very appreciative that we've got our co-hosts from Kilroy's Conversation, Chuck Wright and Andrew White, who will be helping us out on Thursday. So um, tune in. We'll be on um, throughout the day from nine o'clock till three o'clock here at Venture X. And then that evening, um, there's going to be um, a happy hour event for veterans up here at Venture X. So just a just a day full of celebrating our veterans and getting them help. Um, Wow. We are way out of time and I just appreciate y'all joining in with us. cowboys lost oh man but it was to the denver broncos and you know kelly and i lost our stepfather um, just a few months ago who he was the hugest denver broncos fan so that is the one loss i'm going to be okay with this year and then hopefully next week we'll be right back on track with the dallas cowboys y'all have a blessed day stay tuned for heart and soul of texas women uh, coming up this morning live from 10 to 11 is it 10 to 11 yeah okay brett's like yes don't you remember your own showtime? Well, Lisa and I um, will be welcoming guests um, onto our show um, for our Fear Not um, series. So we're real excited to have, have you join us for that. Love y'all. Bye.